Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of KuzaCast. Today, our guest is Julie Cheatham. She's one of the founding members and managing director at Weaver. Welcome, Julie. Thanks, Graham. So lovely to be here and to be able to chat with you today. Oh, great. Thanks for coming along. We met in London a couple of weeks ago at a wonderful function that you hosted for the travel industry um, to just talk a bit more about uh, Weaver and, and do some brainstorming. So just, yeah, just for the listeners, the way we generally start off is just a run through of, of who you are and uh, what you've been up to in the tourism industry over the years. And uh, yeah, then we'll we'll get into the, the nitty gritty. That sounds great. Great. Thanks. Um, so um, I've been working on Weaver for about the last two and a half years, and I'm excited to tell you more about that and how it all started. Prior to that, I'm actually a, a banker and was in financial services for um, just under 15 years uh, and was always in big transformation projects. And the principles are very much the same. How do you improve a business? You know, And when you're improving that business, how do you look at supply chains? How do you look at people? How do you look at profitability? How do you look at securing your resources in the environment? So similar themes that kind of led me through a management consulting path into tourism. So tourism wasn't my first career. I've had to learn all about it over the last 10 years. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to work with some amazing properties on my learning curve. Oh, that's great. So a lot, a lot of people uh, said that they never really started out in tourism. They just they just got uh, kind of um, led, led into it by, by passion and uh, by people just realizing the importance of it. You do a very important role in tourism, or you you are part of the the sustainability uh, team uh, that that drives the the eco friendly and sustainable tourism. So just um yeah, just tell us what what Weaver is and and what you are hoping to to accomplish. Uh, just go back to um, when it was founded and and yeah, just just a bit about that. Sure. So um, Weaver was founded during the COVID pandemic. It was one of the good things to come out of COVID. Yes. Um, around about April 2020, um, one of my clients at the time uh, called me and asked if I would um, be part of a think tank of how could we help this tourism industry that we all love, you know, be more resilient and future proof it. Um, and so we got together thought leaders from all around the world, um, whether it be from the long run, preferred by nature, Cambridge University's Institute of Sustainability Leadership, um, uh, ILO and human rights and labor thinkers, uh, you know, carbon thinkers. You know, and we kind of looked at this conundrum. It wasn't just COVID and coming back stronger. It was so many things where the tourism industry was kind of on the back foot whether it was the biodiversity crisis or decolonizing the sector or ownership and management rights and inclusion, um, First Nations ownership, LGBTQ plus travel, just so many things, greenwashing. 
And so this eventually led us to a good old balanced scorecard approach to future-proofing your business. Look at the commercials and make sure you're looking at, you know, the community or people stuff, the environmental and nature stuff, as well as the cultural stuff, because all of those are systemic and you can't extricate them. And so we built out Weaver to be this balanced scorecard framework. And we realized that to really make it global and accessible to every tourism business to help them to future-proof, it had to be digital. And so to digitize, we had to make sure that every single positive and negative impact could be measured and understood. And so that's what we've built with Weaver. We've built a, a digital sustainability system that is online, that is affordable and accessible. You can take the steps by yourself. You don't need an expensive consultant. And we're there to hold your hand, to help you to improve each area of your business and to use data and facts to monitor that progress and report on it as you go. So we're trying to move away from sort of the idealism and the pledges because there's this big like there's this big intent and action gap and trying to provide accessible tools to help people to actually move along that sustainability journey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was very impressed by the 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 dashboards of Weaver and how, you know, uh, inputting the data uh, shows you in in an infographic kind of format where your business is in terms of and uh, you know and the nice thing about it is as you said there's so many aspects to a to a a business that that should you know a 2023 business where it comes to community development there's so many different aspects maybe just run us through the the four mm -hmm. different um kind of pillars that you guys use as well because that that really was interesting to me so we've used a balanced model that we call the four c's we've um borrowed this four c's from an organization called the long run who are one of the premier certifications for sustainable tourism in nature-based uh, tourism. And we looked you know, far and wide and they align with the sustainable development goals, with the GSTC framework for sustainable tourism, um, with the WTTC hotels uh, framework. And so we took those four C's of commerce, conservation, community, and culture. But then we dug deeper and we've identified 18 areas of any business that are measurable. So we look at everything from your typical waste, energy, and water in you know, your conservation area. But for nature-based properties, we help you to also unpack your biodiversity, your species lists, how do you protect nature. Um, we have a module on embodied carbon for those who want to do new builds or renovations. We can never overlook the commercials because commercial success is what will ultimately help us to keep our sector successful and enduring you know we want the commercial success we just want it to be done in an in a way that's balanced that's never extractive or exploitative and that shares that value so commercials there's so many important things to monitor you know our, our customer satisfaction your guest surveys what are they telling us so we run analytics on your customer satisfaction surveys to see how you can improve what can you learn let's look at your supply chain supply chain analytics to see how, how local and sustainable really is your supply chain? And where can you make the biggest, most impactful changes? How do we look at risks for your business? Forward planning. Um, got a lovely module called Weavonomics that helps you to break down your spend. So you can see, are you spending across your whole business in a balanced way to make sure that you are um, 
that you are future-proofing and you're not spending only on one part of your business and neglecting the rest. In community, we look at your internal community, so your employees with ethical and inclusive labor practices. Is everyone taken care of from remuneration to health and safety, learning and development, diversity and inclusion? And what do your employees have to say about that? What's their lived experience? As well as externally, the, the neighborhoods and communities in which your hotel or your lodge is based, how are we making a positive impact there? We track and monitor all your community impact projects, as well as in the conservation area, your nature-based and conservation projects. And then lastly, culture. You know, how do we protect culture that is around us? How are we contributing to preservation? How are we making sure we're not over-visiting cultural sites? And even contemporary culture, when we celebrate that in our hotels, how are we making sure there's no cultural misappropriation? So there's great tools and leveling up guides to help you to monitor this and to track your progress as you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a, a, such a well-balanced um, approach because I think a lot of people, when they hear the term sustainability, they immediately think of climate change only. They mm -hmm. don't necessarily think of culture and community as well in terms of that sustainable tourism. And that's one of the main things when you, I love the way Weaver brings mm -hmm. the human aspect into, into a sustainable business model. Um, because yeah, mm -hmm. like, like I say, I think people, uh, um, get a bit overwhelmed with, uh, the, the steps that they may need to take in terms of protecting the environment, but, but there's also steps, uh, that they need to take to protect the culture and their community and their staff as well. So I love, I love, Absolutely. The, yeah, I mean, I love the way your, your system can can show people that so you've worked uh you've worked with a number of different uh properties and businesses that that we in the tourism ministry would know such as Boss and swalu fireblade aviation what is the and, and so you obviously you you've worked in many different in businesses what do you think is is um the key challenge that a business would face into becoming more sustainable and and what what is Weaver doing to to help them? I know you've run through a bit, but what what do you think could be, yeah? You know, what what in your mind is is the key challenge? I think that you know the the key challenge is resourcing. I think most businesses just don't know where to start, and if they do want to start, they don't have the money or the time to have a dedicated person to look at this. Um, it's also very complex and complicated. And so even if somebody is assigned to think about how we could become a more balanced business, the minute they start to Google these things, it becomes so intimidating that they just mm. kind of give up. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's I think, true. You know, that's the first challenge. And so Weaver's tried to address that by making it very much choose your own adventure. You can just work on you know, the climate crisis by looking at your carbon footprint and over time, you can add water and people and culture and all the other bits. Or if you're slightly more mature, you know, you might want to start with five or six things. I think it would probably take a property a good number of years to be monitoring their entire business and, you know, doing really well across their whole business. I think another big challenge is that changing your business model is really intimidating and really scary. But if you think of other industries, whether it's sugar supply chains, fashion and textiles, petroleum, oil and gas, um, we've had to look at the way we work across every industry in the world and start to get very real about those impacts. You know, and the effects of climate change 
affect those marginalized communities that generally work in and around our hotels and lodges the most and continue to put them even in more pressured situations and more at risk. And so to, to really, I think, keep it real and look at all the stakeholders, including nature, but also at our commercial success, that's a really difficult strategic position to change to if you haven't been used to it. And so Weaver's hoping to just offer a different way of thinking and a simple frame to help you to do better without being too intimidating. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it was a very friendly or is a very friendly platform. And uh, weaver.earth is the website, but I'll put it all in the descriptions for everybody to, to have a look at um, later. So as we approach all the um, the three year milestones of of COVID and what it what it did to all of us professionally and personally, what what do you think has taught you about the tourism industry? You were you were in it. Uh, you also, such as myself, formed a business during the pandemic. What is what do you think it has taught you about the the tourism industry? Graham, I think that. Um... What it's taught me is that travelers and travel companies need to become more conscious of the decisions that they're making, right, in order to almost future-proof themselves, because mm. who knows what the next COVID will be. Yeah. And yeah. and I think also that travelers are becoming more conscious, and so are businesses, of doing the right thing and choosing travel that has a, a positive impact. So this is quickly becoming a compliance issue. You'll see a lot of countries around the world now starting to do things like ban single-use plastics. I mean, that's an old one, but actually requiring reporting on energy usage and carbon footprint and waste reporting. And so we've also seen things like limiting human and animal interaction. The governments are becoming more involved. So I don't think tourism is going to have a choice for much longer as to running their businesses in an ethical way. I think we need to be on the front foot and not get caught up in any poor behaviors, you know, like greenwashing or or doing anything exploitative. And so I think that's the biggest mindset change for me during COVID. Before, as a consultant that was specializing in sustainability in the tourism industry for about 10 years before COVID, it was very much the more mature um, properties who are already keen on doing the right thing that would kind of engage these kind of services. Whereas since COVID, I think everybody is more aware of this. Mm. And so whether it's your trade, your tour operators and your agents, you know, your properties, your travelers, the conversation has moved into the mainstream. And there was actually a report released um, last week by McKinsey and Nielsen. And it said that over 60% of consumers will actually um, pay more and care about buying environmentally and ethically sustainable products. And so mm. for years, we've known in tourism that people would like to make better choices, but they won't necessarily pay more for that. Yeah. And so this McKinsey report shows us that people are starting to vote with their wallets now. They okay. will actually start to make different consumer decisions. And yeah, so I think those are those are really the main paradigm shifts for me coming out of the, the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, I, I I agree because even myself, I I um my my business cards are made out of uh, flower seeds. <laughs> so uh, 
people can plant them uh, when hopefully when they finish taking the details down so you know also the same the, the first thing i notice now when i go to a conference or anything is 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 there is the water in plastic bottles or in um yeah in in glass bottles and sadly um there there does seem to be a lot of um tourism uh, or you know functions and events that that still have water plastic water bottles on all the tables mm -hmm. so i think it's um it's definitely something that we're all noticing something that we're willing to pay more for as you say i you know definitely i think it's one of those things that we all just need to realize we all just do our bit uh, obviously mm -hmm. we don't want to be ripped off and as you say the greenwashing and someone charging us a, a premium when there when there isn't really much value people just stick a leaf on it and, and claim mm -hmm. it's environmentally friendly there is there is a lot of and i think the 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 traveler is becoming more aware of that as well if mm -hmm. they are particularly uh, looking for uh, products or experiences that that have uh, that are focused on sustainable and ecotourism um, in all forms, as you say, with community as well, having a fully rounded kind of weaver um, a seal of approval in, in a way. Um, you know, I've, I've had uh, discussions on the podcast uh, with LGBTQ travelers as well. And, you know, the, there's very much just because you stick a, a rainbow flag on your, on your door doesn't mean that you're uh, LGBTQ friendly. So there is Absolutely. that, yeah, I mean, there is that, that kind of, um, there is that kind of stuff as well that people are kind of seeing through the green washing mm. and the pink washing and and all of that rainbow kind of stuff. washing there's yeah, all sorts of washing happening yeah no, that's that's what i mean so point. for the for the listeners who aren't really uh in tune with with what uh pink and green and washing is it really just means when you're trying to um kind of pull the wool over people's eyes in terms of of you're trying to just wash really uh, what what you, what you're doing um and not really focus too much on it um mm. yeah so that's that's uh happening a lot but i think a lot of people are um are seeing through it so with uh with weaver as uh, you know i think if there are regular listeners and I, I know they are by the numbers that i'm looking at for the podcast they um know me as a as a tech a techno geek i love all my uh tech and um weave is a great product it's visually stunning visually easy to read what are other work tools that uh, that you use to help you be a bit more productive in, in the work day in our very busy work days thank goodness so i think just on a sustainability note you know in my individual life it's i'm always just challenging myself to do better so for me that was last year i challenged myself not to buy any clothing for six months of the year and when you are, you know, working in business and you're in an office and you're presenting in board meetings and at webinars and conferences, you do want to look your best. So I think that was a real journey for me to find out more about sustainable fashion. Um, you know, we're eating um, a lot less meat in our house. Um, we're more veg forward than we used to be. Um, so in my personal life, I, I use um, podcasts and the communities of practice that I'm in on LinkedIn to really follow latest information and keep myself up to date. And then in terms of my time management, I really love um, time blocking. So in my calendar, I designate blocks of time to different activities, um, whether that might be one-on-one -on -one team um, uh, interactions with members of my team for one-on-one -on -one time, or workshopping time or concentrated work time where I have to put my head down, um, you know, or webinars, even things like exercise and travel. And each of those has got a different color. So I can see at a glance for a week, 
how balanced my week kind of is. Wow. And I try to and I try to kind of at the start of every week think, am I looking at stuff for this week, this month, this quarter, and this year? So that I don't get caught with a train coming towards me because I'd forgotten that something was due, like budgets in August, you know, or whatever yeah, yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, so time blocking really works for me. Um, one of those blocks is Friday afternoons. I try to keep clear to follow my reading, my community, the practice, all the articles, all the podcasts, so that I can keep learning because there's just so much to learn in this space and it's changing so quickly. Yeah. You know, ESG yeah. disclosures. Um, yeah, so that's that's what works for me is trying to be a bit structured. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I mean, for me, it's um, I think the old idea of, uh, you know, you're only working if you're sitting at a computer typing away is is yeah is is not necessarily true or well, not true at all really because mm -hmm. there's there are so much i mean we we are working now it doesn't Absolutely. feel like it we're having a great chat but i mean it's 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 work and uh you know that's that's what i think a lot of people need need to understand that uh that reading articles on linkedin and you know uh, interacting and, and collaborating and sharing on linkedin uh, and other uh, platforms um there's a great uh, travel industry platform called Hablo that I'm I'm active mm. on, and um, there they are. I mean, there's just so much to do, and I think people tend to feel, oh, you know, I'm on Facebook or I'm on Instagram. But if you're running your own business, you you need to be on Facebook and mm. Instagram and and LinkedIn. It's just one of those things. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I tend to do. Um, I'm getting, yeah, I mean, writing articles, not just reading articles, but writing articles mm. as well uh to to kind of share the knowledge i'm all about sharing and and helping everybody kind of rise up because i think that uh i think what covid did teach us is that um even though we we are competing uh, well not you and i but i mean that generally we are competing in businesses it doesn't mean that we need to keep all the knowledge to ourselves and I think that sharing, uh, sharing is caring, you know, <laughs> the old, uh, Absolutely. the old uh, Barney saying, I think it is, isn't it, you know, from yeah. from childhood, you know, those things generally carry through to, um, yeah. to adult life. And that's, that's what I try and do as well, just generate content and, and just just be out there and, and help as much as possible. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I think for me, for years, I thought I won't create content and put it out there because I don't have a PhD in yeah. sustainability yes. Yes. or a PhD in tourism. But what's become really apparent to me over sort of the last 10 years is um, that myself and other sustainability practitioners or lodge managers or head of housekeeping or maintenance managers, we've got unique perspectives on the practical application of all of these things. Mm. And so the more that we can create content with the intention of sharing it with one another to make it easier, you know, this learning journey, um, kind of co-competition, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to have a better industry. We've still got our unique selling points for our particular lodge or our particular travel operating business. Um, but the more we can share and learn, it just cuts down that, that learning curve and that duplication of effort. Yeah, um, so yeah. I agree, really encouraging people to share their own practical experiences, you know, even if you're not an academic, you still yeah. have a valid voice. Yeah, there's there's so many things that that can be learned and, and taught. And uh, obviously, intellectual property is, is, is one thing. But I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I really do. 
am encouraged by by the the sharing that that I'm seeing, you know. And it it wasn't around. Well, maybe I wasn't running my own business before, and I never noticed it. But it didn't seem to be around prior to COVID. I think I think it mm-hmm. taught people a lot of humility, and that's. Um, I mean, what what did what has the last three years taught you about yourself? Do you think? Because I mean, I, I've spoken many times, and and guests have really been great in, in sharing uh, you know what, what it's taught them about themselves as human beings um what, what do you think the pandemic taught you about yourself so i think um i think my passion has always been finding better ways of doing things you know, yeah doing yeah. things better and and i am a little bit of a bleeding heart liberal um human rights passionate so the opportunity to do this on a global scale has really come with Weaver. And that has been such a privilege and so exciting. But it's been a very steep learning curve. So it's taught me, you know, that I'm very resilient, much more than I might have thought initially on a personal level. And it's also taught me that we can learn so much from mistakes. You know, our first version of Weaver, we outsourced to a very big international tech partner and we absolutely hated it. And that was at the end of 2021 and we binned it. And that was a really tough decision yeah. to take, you know, to go to our board and say, and our and our funders and say, guys, this hasn't worked out the way we wanted it to. And then we decided to pull the development of Weaver in-house at the start of 2022, last year. And we nurtured and built talent internally and, you know, grew Weaver step by step to get to where we could launch it in October last year. And we're thrilled with the result. But that taught me and the team a lot of good lessons about failing forward and rather do something and test it quickly than go and, you know, absolutely gold plate it and then mm. put it out there and realize that it's not going to work. Yeah. So we've learned how to do things iteratively and how to make quick decisions um, and that we're a lot tougher than we thought. You know, we've been yeah. through some tough times in the last three years, and and we're some still there. Some tough and, times, jeez. <laughs> well, and that's the More other thing. Some, as, yeah. <laughs> as a leader, Graham, and I'm sure you felt this as well. As a leader of people, um, and I've been in leadership roles for 20 years now. Yeah. The last three years has changed my leadership point of view. You know, people are struggling. Yeah. People have gone through such uncertain times. They're overwhelmed. They are almost like burnt out and mm. um, and exhausted and they're doing their best. And it's changed the conversations we have to have. Like, I've got to know how the team is doing mm. all the time. Um, and I'm sure this will eventually translate to our customers and our users as well, you know, and our other partners. But for me right now to focus on the team and how you lead people through such hectic and crazy times and still try to get them to push hard and get a new product to market and keep developing it and keep working, you know, so hard. And it's, it's had to change the way we have conversations. So we are always trying to understand respective positions. I can't just assume that I know what's going on mm. in the team anymore, mm. which was easier prior to COVID. We yeah. kind of had patterns and we worked in certain ways, you know, and with Weaver and building this new business through Weaver, the people aspect has probably been the, the biggest learning because people are not okay. Yeah. Um, and so your yeah, it's how do we support one another to still do great things? Yeah. No, I mean absolutely. I, as as I've said on on other episodes, it's 
you know, I don't, I don't want anybody to to feel that there is this huge sort of resurgence and everyone's doing so well. And and then you you got people there that that maybe aren't and thinking, you know, mm. what are they doing wrong? But that's that's not the case. It's uh, mm. you know, there there is a lot of hangover still, absolutely from from COVID. I mean, there are still COVID restrictions in the world, from what I know. Yeah. I mean. The, the, I think there are still COVID restrictions where, where, where China is uh, um, concerned, and you know that's it's. Um, well, I I personally think that it it, it taught people a lot of, a lot of humility, and mm. you know, and it's it saddens me when when I see that the kind of um, arrogance slipping back in um, to mm. to to the way people um, behave around you know other people because we 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 had this huge lovely feeling of camaraderie and the whole human race was in it together i mean there was mm. and and yeah so i just i hope that that carries through and then people realize that you know treat people with with love and respect because it's um it's the way that that we need to uh, go That's forward yeah um so yeah what do you think still needs to change in the tourism industry to to go forward i mean obviously in terms of uh the four you know the the four mm -hmm. uh, pillars at weaver there there's so much room for improvement but um can you identify a few things i think that um the climate crisis is undoubtedly our most pressing agenda like we have to curb greenhouse gas emissions so that is that is urgent and it's important um, but with that, for me, I think what needs to really change is still the human rights emphasis. I think tourism is still an industry that doesn't share value well enough. You know, our, our ownership and management and control models need to change. We probably need to do a lot of soul searching around decolonizing our sector. And by that, I mean, look at who benefits from these activities, you yeah. know, where income is getting redistributed around the world, but it's not always landing up in the right in the right places, um, and yeah, I think that we need to protect all our partners in tourism businesses, and that's not just our clients. That's also people who work for us and who work in our supply chain and in our local governments. And you know, there's just yeah, there's a lot. I think this we can do a lot better for all of the people who actually live in the places that we visit. Yeah. Um, and whether that's a city, you know, whether that's Rio or New York City, or whether it's um, more rural um, safari experience in India or Africa or the Pantanal in Brazil, it's not to say that this is only about tribal indigenous places. This is how do you make sure that people even in big cities aren't being exploited by tourism? Yeah. You know, like the, we saw the the Airbnb crisis where nobody could rent a room close to their work anymore. Um or, you know, Hawaii, where everyday Hawaiians don't have access to water right now because the water restrictions are being applied to citizens and not to big hotels. Mm, so yeah. um, we're not only thinking about, you know, really rural places. We're thinking every tourism experience around the world. And then I think the other thing that really still has to change is we can't think of sustainability about as a luxury. Mass tourism, three-star tourism, uh you know, two-star tourism, camping and glamping and uh, hostels. We all need to do better. And tourism gets discussed in these like super luxury avenues. You know, it's always a topic, like the big trade shows where you see all the super expensive properties. It has to be a conversation amongst the mainstream. And actually often 
properties at the lower price range are better at sustainability. Mm. You know, they're doing some amazing authentic experiences um, for their for their guests and on a smaller scale and a less exploitative scale, um, just as a matter of course. And so I'd love to see the conversation be more broad and just more real than just kind of spoken about in the echelons of super luxury lodges. Because yeah. that's where we tend to that's where we tend to have those conversations. Well, in my perhaps limited networks you know maybe it is happening on a much broader scale and i'm just not not aware yeah. of it yeah yeah i mean it's 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 very true um that the the service provider is probably the 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 one of the last people to to get uh, the chunk of the payment pie um mm. you know the actual the actual experience owner the experience runner um and and yeah i mean that's then that opens the whole discussion on on um on direct marketing and all that kind of stuff trying to get the mm -hmm. client directly rather than through traditional channels and uh, yeah as and then that's why i love the, the term that you've used future proofing because to to think that uh with all the technology around now that the traditional channels don't need to uh adapt you know i i think it's uh i think it's very important to to adapt um you know, and uh, you know some of these some of these people that are taking thirty five percent, forty percent to mm. to put something on a website is, um, you know, I think that kind of needs to be relooked at um, mm -hmm. as well, uh, because you know then that's that's it's going to drive people, and as we've seen in the tourism industry, it's driven uh, B and Bs and smaller properties to 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 drive that direct tourism. They don't want to work through mm -hmm. the traditional channels anymore because they don't want to give away so much. I think we just mm. need to find a happy medium where where Absolutely. where everybody has the value um and and shows it yeah um Absolutely. so it's, it's 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 interesting interesting times uh, coming up absolutely um so i mean anybody that's that's starting in the industry uh you know, there are a lot i mean i mean i'm i'm helping this week i'm actually starting a mentorship with uh, with a lovely south african business um that that i'm going to be helping uh get get on his feet uh in terms of marketing advice and getting a you know a business plan and all that kind of stuff so i'm very excited to be able to 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 give back and, and help uh, a small business what 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 advice would would you give um to somebody who's just starting out it's a very um yeah it's it's a it's a huge industry and a, and a huge potential so Mm. Yeah, it could be overwhelming for somebody just starting out. So exciting to hear that you're working with, you know, some emerging businesses. Yeah. Um, that's such a cool space to to be able to help in. Um, for me, I think it's just probably just enjoy the ride because it is the most wonderful and sort of life-affirming industry to be in. Yeah. You're you're with people at their best when yeah. they're on vacation, when they're happy and they're de-stressed. And well, the majority of the time, some some people are at their worst. <laughs> some people yeah. are at their worst. Yeah, it does brings out sometimes the worst behavior. Yeah, and you know we're helping to really preserve cultures that would otherwise disappear and conserve these critical areas of beauty and biodiversity and bring economic growth and redistribute income. So I think it's such an amazing industry to be part of. 
would be the first thing I'd say that you've made a good choice to be part of this industry. And then make sure that you act with utmost integrity. Mm. Don't get sucked into false luxuries, you know, because it is an industry that can quickly um, seduce you, I suppose. So make sure that you are following your compass and not getting involved in anything that might look a bit dodgy or exploitative or extractive, Mm. um, sort of, and just drink some nice champagne to cover it up. Um, (laughs) But find other forms of luxury, I'd say, like authentic experiences or real connections um, uh, that aren't just like voyeuristic and consumptive in any Mm. way. Look for those those true experiences of like peace and connection and uh go off the beaten track go out of season go go when things uh aren't so popular in a country you know that's that's when they need your business to support them as, yeah. as, a, as a new tourism business and then also network just network 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 because there's such amazing newsletters that you can subscribe to communities of practice that you can subscribe to they are free webinars that you can attend you know online and virtual conferences i think tourism such a generous space people are willing to meet you to give you their contact details to share their experience and their perspective with you i found it to be such an open industry where people will teach you and help you um so i'd say really tap into that that community of practice and that collegiality that we have in tourism yeah, I mean, absolutely. Network, I'd, you know, there's there's so many sayings. Uh, you know, your network is your your net worth. That's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> yeah, one. because it's um, yeah, it's 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 the people that you know. I mean, yeah, it's it gives me such a great joy, and that that's why you know with with Kuza Connect, that's why I chose the word connect because that's what I love doing. Um, you know, I've been at so many functions where I've just, people are just talking and I'm like, oh, well, that person over there can help you, you know, then I introduce yeah. and, you know, it's, it's, and, and that's, that's what it's, it's all about. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be able to do that. And it's a very it's symbiotic, uh, relationship that the travel industry, and that's what I think a lot mm-hmm. of people need to realize, you know, this, every, every person in the, in the industry has, has a role to play. And a, a, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And yeah. we all we all need to remember that uh, without without the experiences, if we're not looking after the experience providers, or you know, then um, we've got nothing to sell. At the end of the day, the travel yeah. industry we we are just brokering other 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 experiences. And uh, you yeah. know, if if we're not providing them, of course. And um, it's it's yeah, I think it's important, and that's. That's why um, I love attending these workshops with with uh, with the actual experience provider um, because mm. that's 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 what um, that's what the greatest that's what people want to experience uh, you know um, but yeah it's it's a, a wonderful industry uh, you know even in the last three years that we we've all learned to to pull together and I'm glad to see all the shows coming back the um, mm. Uh, you know, speaking about sustainability, and here we are talking about tens of thousands of people flying into conference venues. But, but it's all, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you know that's that's also going to going to change in a way. Uh, you know, but but I anyway, so. the point. Yeah, the point is about the the connection anyway. Um, and you know, ITB in Berlin is is coming up. Uh, yeah, it's it's all onwards and upwards in in the industry. And thanks so much, Julie, mm-hmm. for 
for joining me today and and, and getting your take. Um, so, somebody that's interested, Weaver.Earth is the website, and 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 then then what happens once they sign up? So if you head to weaver.earth, if you're a, a hotelier or a property owner, because this version of Weaver is for um, properties, so hotels and lodges, you can sign up for a free trial and you can create your property profile on the system and just go for it, dive in and start wherever you like. Um, if you don't know where to start, I suggest Climate Action that will help you with all of your energy bits and pieces and figure out your carbon footprint. Um, and then the team's very excited. We've had such a huge interest from tour operators and, you know, the trade. So we're working on an itinerary impact calculator yeah. version of Weaver. And that new product should be out early next year. So um, yeah. don't worry. We haven't forgotten you, rest of the value chain. We just started <laughs> at the coal face. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's what I said to you when we met. That's what I would love to know, how... Even going, you're going for a meeting. You know what's what's mm -hmm. the impact of that? Uh, yeah. You know, and um, so yeah, that's it's all exciting times coming up. And good luck to you and your team. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Uh, hopefully, one day I'll uh, fulfill my dream of of having a and B of myself and uh, um, be able to use be able to use the Weaver technology for that. Um, absolutely i hope i won't be a, a basil faulty kind of owner but i'm sure <laughs> sure I'll, i'm sure i'll have fun nonetheless <laughs> i'm sure uh, if you are you'll you'll attract some interesting clientele <laughs> yeah 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 well exactly everything has got a unique kind of look look for the positive in everything i suppose but thanks thanks julie for your time and um it's great uh, i'll let you know when this goes out and uh you can share it with your platform as well and and all the best. Lo lovely to meet you and and have this chat. Thanks, Graham, and thanks for the opportunity. Um, so appreciative of a chance to chat about Weaver and you know share what we're up to. Lovely to meet you in London last week. And yeah, I look forward to keep the connection going. And please send through any questions or let me know, you know, if there's anything else that we can share with you. So Perfect. have a beautiful week. You too, Julie. Thanks so much. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into KuzaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on KuzaCast. <laughs>